podcast. Okay? So if you miss a class or something like that, um, Jerry, can you remind me at the beginning of class to set my recorder? Okay. <laughs> you have to help me with that. Um, but we'll have the classes published on podcasts and whatnot. And so if you're working in like daycare or other places, then you'll be able to um, miss out a quarter or so if you're working to help in other places. But then you can come right back in with your group and keep it moving. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you won't really miss a beat. We'll make sure that you're informed along the way. There are a couple breaks in around Thanksgiving, which we don't really need to worry about now. And... um, yeah, that's about it for the – and we'll come back to the syllabus in the second half of class. Um, I'd like to begin with prayer. Obviously, we need to um, just put our minds and hearts in the right place. And I'll do this, and hopefully we don't get real Baptist about it, but are there any requests for prayer right now? We all have a prayer request, but is there anything that's like in your face that's so pressing, that's so daunting, that – it's difficult for you to even focus at this point. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I've just been having a real rough couple months. Okay. All right. I didn't know I was going to cry. It's all right. We'll pray for Joe. What else? I had surgery on Friday, so just for healing. Okay, Absolutely. Anything else out there? I will say one thing, but I think it's going to deviate a little. No, probably not. <clears throat> and that is if you've never read the book, The Unsaved Christian, uh-huh. I hope this class brings out some of that if you've read the book. I have not. You Unsaved got it? Christian. You got it? Yes. Can you bring it? Sure can. Bring it by the church. I'll check it out. Because it identifies all different denominations of churches, and when you see it, it just blows your mind away. Mm-hmm. It just opens it up and say. I'm not privileged. Well, let me just stop. Yeah, yeah. But I'll bring it to you. Bring it by, brother. I'll check it out. Let us go to the Lord. Dear Lord, we thank you that you are a strong God, that you've created us different but equal. Father God, that you've created us in your image and that you've created us for your glory. And Lord, we just rest in that truth right now. Lord, These people have come from literally all different parts of the world to be in this room together, Father God. And we trust that you have brought us here for your purpose. And I ask that over the next 32 weeks of academic time, Lord, that you will lead and guide this group. Bring them close together, Father God. Let them love each other. Let them be there for each other. And let them, Father God, grow closer to you in your mission for them to make disciples that make disciples. I pray for the prayer requests that have been mentioned, Father God. We lean on you for strength, Lord, because we are feeble people. Lord, we lean on you for healing because you are a healing God. And we lean on you for wisdom, for you told us if we ask, you will give in abundance. Father God, I ask that you will usher our time today. Allow us to usher it and steward that which you've given us. And bless all the classes that are meeting now, Father God. Be with us as leaders as we continue to prepare and plan for equip that we can just have the best program ever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So I'd like to kind of give you some logistics, and we're going to get ready to take a break here in about 10 minutes. We have an hour and 15 minutes to meet from 6.15 until 7.30. Midway through, 
And that depends on kind of how we're feeling. We'll take a break. Can I get a, I need somebody to help me make sure we stay on track for breaks. Just need a volunteer. What time do you want a break? Don't matter. Midway-ish. What time do we do? 7.30. Do you want to do, okay. You got it? Before 7. Sure. Before I'll just get the yapping and, yeah. Sound perfect to me. Um, if you need to step out, by all means, do so. We've got, I was going to say latrines, restrooms. You said it right, half the room. Because this is kind of like the, pro this is what we go through. If you, the emergency exits are this way, the restrooms are right there. We've got coffee, which I need to, I need to jump on real soon, um, which I made the coffee. It's Rwandan coffee. Like, you don't need no cream and sugar with this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's good coffee. We get it straight from Africa. We got a source out there. Right, Dalton? You got a good source out there. Like, this is, this is about as close to single source as you get. We have uh, the beverages are still in the cafeteria, the fellowship hall if you need it. And um, if you need to leave to relieve yourself or whatever, please do so. The conversation can get a little touchy. If you need to leave because you're like emotionally kind of just not there, by all means, go. Right. Step out. This is one of those topics that we got eight weeks and we're going to push some buttons. Um, but sometimes you need to work through some trauma to get the drama out of it. You know what I'm saying? And um, any other questions before I begin on just like the facility, the way things are laid out and so forth. Try to be on time for your kids. I'm going to really push us leaving, excuse me, being done at 730 because I've got four that are going to be in this building, kids. And so um, let's try to be on time for the children so that the volunteers that are working aren't doing more than what they really need to do. And <coughs> that is all I have. Any questions up until this point? No. Okay. In your uh, seats, you also have a little workbook. So if you could, do me a favor. <coughs> and you can actually put your name on the front of your workbook. Um, some of you have some with the clear covers because I ran out of that other material. Um, I'll take the extras. Can I get the extras now, guys? All right, so um, Jerry, God bless you, Bill. Bill had a great asked a great question. Can you download this? Absolutely, you can. If you all go to, and you're correct, the syllabus has this. Um, I'll show you the link when I bring uh, bring your syllabus back from break, all right? But there's um, – NAM's got a website. If you just Google NAM, N-A-M-B, undivided, they have a website with all of this content, all right, with everything that, that I'm giving you. This ain't, for the most part, nothing that Jay's come up with on his own. This is stuff that the, the North American Mission Board has proven. I'm sorry, Jay. Uh, Undivided.net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And um, there's two sessions. There's uh, season one and season two. This is season two. Um, and I'll, I'm not going to bore you with the history. So, um, yeah, I think we're probably, yeah. So, anyway, the workbooks, um, let's just kind of go through a little bit and we'll just talk about what we're looking at. And then we'll get to some other stuff. So, on page two you'll see how to use this curriculum. There's six steps there, all right? Six steps. 
and we'll just kind of work through how this should work. And then after we finish covering how to use a curriculum, we'll take a little break. All right. So first thing is pray. Prayer is so important. I'm gonna stop right there. You know, I ain't going nowhere. Um, guys, there, there's stuff that I got inside of me that my mom and daddy taught me or my mama taught me and, um, or that I experienced as a young man that took some prayer to work about him. You understand what I'm saying? And growing up as a black child in a community that thought I was white, that wasn't really accepted for anything, who had different hair and was picked on, like I had some stuff I had to deal with, you understand? And a lot of it was done through prayer. Um, I had to ask God, why did I feel insecure in certain situations? Um, I had a, a few years ago, we're stationed in San Antonio, Texas. Anybody ever been to San Antonio? If you're good, you have. If you ain't, you need to fix that. All right. Um, in San Antonio, Texas, we lived on base and I was at E5. So I was in NCO housing but we only had two kids, so we had like a three-bedroom, barely. Like a two-bedroom, I think. Every kid you get, they give you like another room. So I think at that point, we only had a two-bedroom. Because we only had a baby and then one in the belly or something like that. I forget, it doesn't matter. Um, but one of the kids were playing with these kids from across the street from us, right? Beautiful children, right? And our kids have been, and if you know my kids, our oldest is 15. I've been now in the military for 18 years, but the first 15 years was active duty. Our kids know nothing but the military life. This is all they've ever known. But that's not all that I've ever known. Are y'all with me? And so my kids are just, just being kids, right? And so Kirsten um, brings home this little girl from across the street and little boy from next door to us. Little girl, I forget her name. They're like four or five. The girl had blonde hair. And next door, the boy had like brown hair or something. He was two white children. And they came into my house. And I was like, oh, gosh. Like, I can't have these, these white children in my house. I don't want anyone to think that, like, I'm doing something or mean to them. Or it was just, I don't, just all kind of weird. I felt really uncomfortable, right? And I don't know why. But for whatever, and my kids, they didn't, like, they were just like, you know. And my wife, she's like, cool, you know. But for me, and she's born in Maryland, Baltimore, so a little bit different. So where I was from, it was just a, I don't really know why, but I felt that I needed to work through that. And there was an insecurity about me that I needed to work through. There was this, I won't say inferiority to, uh, to white children, but where I was from, black children just weren't, I didn't feel, this is my opinion, valued as much as white children were. White children were precious, right? Um, there's data that supports that when, ch when children of color go missing across the country, it's not a big deal, but when a, a white child goes missing, and it's been researched, and like it, it gets to be public media, right? It's a big, big, big deal. And I don't know if that kind of led into it, but I was very uncomfortable about this, this, these young white children in my home, and I needed to pray through that, right? Because it, that wasn't right for me to feel that way, that they were any different than my children, that they weren't in a place that was safe, um, but I didn't know where that came from. Do you understand what I'm saying? I needed to pray through that and figure out, God, why do I feel like I can't host these children? They're children. Um, I don't know where you're from. I know where you're from. 
but but I don't really know where you're from. I don't know what your experiences are. But there may be some layers to this stuff. I don't know. I don't know. For me, there were. And so for the past 10 or 15 years, I've had to like pray through like, God, what is it about me that's preventing me from seeing all people as made in your image? And as seeing myself is really what I needed to do. Seeing myself as a child of God that's made in your image. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are things that take prayer. So one, pray for yourself. Also pray for the people that are in this room with you, right? Because I don't know where y'all are with this. Um, but I do know the numbers and the data and the issues that we're having in the church across the world. And it's not great. We're just not. We should be the example of um, what res- uh, reconciliation looks like to the community. We, folks should come here to say, hey, how do y'all do that? Like, can we get that right? Can we get it right in the schools? Um, can we get it right in our community, in our organizations, whatever? They should come to us for that for guidance and they're, and they're just not. And unfortunately you all have heard this, but Sunday morning is still the most segregated time of the week. And we got to figure that out. Right? So that's why we need to pray. We need to pray for our for ourselves. We need to pray for our group and we need to pray for our church. Do you understand? Pray. That's step one. That's easy enough. Can y'all do that? Can y'all commit to that? I hope you can. If you can't now, <laughs> then, you right. start all over again. <laughs> when, then we'll pray for you <laughs> but we need prayer um second invited group so okay this is the setting by which they recommend and we do this in a group which we're doing it um second established third excuse me establish ground rules let's go to page five really quickly and we'll come back to page two all right so discussion guidelines if I had time, I'd go through each of these verses. Yeah, we got time. Let's well, make time. Colossians 3.12. Who's got it? Who's looking at Johnny on the spot with their Bible? Somebody. Come on. Techies. I'll get it. Somebody, if you could turn to Galatians 5.22 through 23, and I'll read Colossians 3.12. The first, excuse me, guideline is to approach the curriculum and conversation with humility. What's humility, group? Yourself. Yeah, but also, that's half of it, but yeah. <coughs> Go ahead, Amanda. God and see yourself the right way yes. based on who God is. Yes. How do we see others when we have a perspective of humility? Think of others before ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, Philippians 2, 3, right? 2 and 3, I want to say 2, 3. Um, see others as more important, perhaps, or more. Just don't put someone beneath you. Put others ahead of you in importance, right? Like we should do with our spouses, like we should do our neighbors. Um, they're important. Colossians 3.12 says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. I'll go to 13. Bearing with one another and bearing. Oh God, I love bearing. Let's let me stop. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to preach. To bear with one another means to be patient when, with dealing with someone as they get on your nerves, as they're working through their process, as they're what we do with our spouses, what we do with our neighbors, to bear with someone is to, okay, they're not there yet, but I'm going to bear with you, right? Some of y'all are going to have to bear with some of y'all. Are y'all with me? There's 
at some point. It'll be 25, 26, 24, 20, whatever. There's going to be a couple of, you know what I'm saying, we have to bear with one another, right? And the God, um, where God asked us to do that. Continuing in verse 13 from Colossians 3, bearing with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, you also must forgive. We've got Dalton in y'all's group. Dalton's an elder here. He's a pastor at our church. Um, if there's a any for the next 32 weeks, if there's a thing that comes up and y'all are like, I don't like you no more, man. Whatever. Like, talk that out, right? And if you can't do it to, with one another, talk to this brother over here, and he would love to sit down with If it's with Dalton, then y'all I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if your problem's with him. But take advantage of that, okay? Like, brother's wise. He's been at this church for a few decades. He knows the Lord, right? Bear with one another. Um, second ground rule uh, remember, excuse me, the second guideline is remember the Holy Spirit is in us. Praise God for that. Everyone in here knows Jesus. If you don't, raise your hand. <laughs> We're all brothers and sisters in the faith. Some of us have been walking with the Lord for a long time, right? <laughs> Some of us brand new-ish to the faith, right? And so just like these are God's children, right? So be respectful, Value each other's opinions and perspectives, even if it's completely different from yours. And if you don't agree, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Say it in love and just be patient, bearing with one another. Right? Remember the Holy Spirit is in us. If your words or attitude do not line up with the fruit of the Spirit, you are walking and speaking in your flesh. Ooh. Right? Okay. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do his job, and I'm not going to be the one right now. My third. Can someone else read this one? The third guideline. Please. The conversational goal is to run to the tension of systematic injustice with the goal of reconciliation, not just get things off your chest. <laughs> James 1.9. Anybody got that? Yeah, I got it. Did I miss Galatians 5, 22 and 23? Yeah. I did. Yeah. Elijah, can you um, catch us up with Galatians 5? Sure. Please. I already had it. Open, so that's perfect. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, mm. gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there, there is, is no is No. Mm. Thank you. Um, Jerry, could you read the third one, please? James 119? Yes. Hearing and doing the word, knowing this, my beloved brother, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. If the world only got this, they'd probably be like more than halfway there. Quick to hear, slow to speak. I need you all to speak up, right? I need to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Everyone's got a little seasoning or a little flavor that they can add to the chili to make it just right. But if we're missing a couple of the ingredients, it ain't going to turn out right. You understand what I'm saying? We need that paprika. We need a little little liquid smoke. What else y'all put in your chili? A little onion? Garlic. There you go. We need all that. And if you're missing, it just don't come out right. At the end of these eight weeks, we need to have a good pot of chili. So I need all of you to offer your perspectives. I know some of you are quiet. I'm looking at Bob. I know y'all don't like to, but you have to speak up. And when, excuse me, when the spirit kind of moves you to do so, right? Not out of the flesh. Don't feel compelled to just say something, 
right? But let the Spirit move you, and, and He will empower you to say the right things. Um, but definitely be quick to hear and slow to listen. When, we, when we're hearing, guys, like, ask God, like, Lord, I need you to, to show me this brother, this sister's heart. Thank you, Bob. Um, like, what is it about, what is it that they're saying? And I, I need to hear the heart of the issue. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's pastoral ears. Like, when I'm listening to things, I'm not listening. It's kind of like when I'm talking to my wife. I'm hearing, but I'm not hearing. I'm trying to, like, sense discerns, you know what I'm saying? Like what it is, what the real issue is behind the issue. I'm rambling on. Um, Can someone read the fourth discussion guideline? Anybody? Don't let fear of people keep you from taking a stand. Hey, man. 2 Timothy 1, 7. You got it? Yeah. Go ahead, God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love, and Mm -hmm. self-control. I could go on, but I'll I'll just shut up. Somebody, uh, the next one, please. Um, fight to stand on the Lord's side. Yeah. There's a fight that we need to be, like, willing to get involved in. Right? Like, there are some things that, yeah, probably don't necessarily, like, saving the wells. Mm. <sighs> Circle of trust, right? Like, I don't, I don't care about the wells. <laughs> Someone's going to punch me right now. Don't do it. What, quick to hear, slow to, Right? I don't care about the wells, but I care about y'all and I care about my children not having the same issues that I had as a child or as a grown man. Right. And not sending and not passing on my um, um, biases. Thank you. Go ahead, Amanda. Thank you. Right. I need to work this mess out of me. So you guys are going to help me. Um, we're all in this fight together, guys, and this is God's fight. We need to, we need to be willing to, to have the fight. Can someone read the next one, please? And then we'll be done here after the last one for a second. Joshua five thirteen it says, fight to stand on the Lord's side. Mm-hmm. Joshua five thirteen says, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. Mm-hmm. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Lord, thou for us, or for I have a servant. Verse 14, 10, 14. And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, I am come, am I come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Amen. This is a worthy cause to get behind. This is a God-sized fight that we need to have courage, as Joshua did. Thank you, Dalton. Um, I'll read the next one, and I'll do Galatians 6.2. It says, be an advocate instead of an aggravator. I'll talk to you about what those two terms mean here soon. But basically, an advocate is someone that seeks to advocate on another's behalf. Um, Christ is our advocate. Galatians 6, 2 tells us that we, if I'm thinking it's the text that I want to say it is, um, it's not the text I was thinking about. But anyway, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Give me a second. Um, Jesus, our advocate. Help me out, Bible school people. What verse is that? Come on, y'all. Hebrews. Nope. 
I'm gonna do this about 12 times. So my brain has half thoughts sometimes. Where is it at? Bear with me. You remember we're bearing with each other? First John 3.17. Whenever you're discouraged by injustice, take a moment. Nope, stand by. First John 3.17. Stand by, stand by. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Remember all the great advocates who've gone before us? And ask God to help you not become weary of doing good. Close. Yeah, I'm looking for the one with the First part. John, two, one, two, one, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I was getting there. All right. Um, the last one, if someone could be ready to read Ephesians 4.29. Remember that some in your group or church may not be as far along as you when it comes to this matter. Show them grace as they speak with truth. If you shame them, they, will, they may not continue to move forward on their journey. Shame is not the goal here at all. And I'm just going to be awkwardly vulnerable with y'all throughout these eight weeks because I need you to see like how important it is to, to like follow in that vulnerability, but also just to not be afraid or ashamed of the things that you thought or experienced. Um, I believe in clearing the air, right? Like my wife knows probably way too much about me, but it just, it just makes life easier when people know where you sit with different things. Um, Ephesians 4.29, then we'll take a break. Don't use foul or abusive language, but everything you say is helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Amen. Amen. We seek to encourage. Let's take a 10 to 15 minute break. Um, remember, there's coffee, there's water, and uh, I'll see y'all back here in a few minutes, okay? Go free and yeah, at least stand up and kind of walk the halls or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it's at. You said turn it on, Bill? It's working? Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Bill.
put seats in it, that you can get creative and see them lay out and go like two rows and do a U shape or whatever. But you got to figure something out, maker. Is me one today. He's moving too much. No, he, he is. Yeah. Christopher was like that. I want to kiss your face, but I'm not. 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 I